Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are concluding the book of Acts, chapters 15 through 28, in a study entitled Churches Starting New Churches. During this study, we will learn biblical principles of how the Holy Spirit leads church-sent, God-called men to start new churches. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Spring 2023 Adult Study Guide in your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for April 16, 2023 is entitled, Paul Faced Persecution in Jerusalem. It comes from Acts chapter 21, verses 18 through 32. The key verse, And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle, and bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Acts chapter 21, verse 11. The application, the student will understand that ridicule and persecution are to be expected when faithfully serving the Lord. Seeking the context. Paul had already made the decision. At the end of his third missionary journey, he was going to Jerusalem, and hopefully in time for the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 20, verse 16. By his own words, the Holy Spirit had testified in every city that chains and tribulations awaited him there. Acts chapter 20, verse 23. The prophet Agabus clearly revealed to Paul that he would be bound and delivered to the Gentiles. Acts chapter 21, verses 10 and 11. Luke and others pleaded with Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Verse 12. But Paul had made up his mind. None of these things moved his resolve. His life was not more important than finishing his race, fulfilling his ministry, and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 20, verse 24, chapter 21, verse 13. Paul had a deep desire to see his Jewish brethren saved, and he was ready to die a martyr if that is what it took. We might debate whether Paul should have gone to Jerusalem or not, but one thing that is not debatable is that Paul prioritized the work of the Lord above his own life. We must admire Paul's commitment and resolve. Nothing not even protecting his own life, would stop him from witnessing for the Lord. Are we willing to sacrifice our own lives to be witnesses for the Lord? How does your commitment to the Lord compare to the Apostle Paul's? Searching the text. Number one, with the Jerusalem church. Acts chapter 21, verses 18 through 25. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they oughtest not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. What is it, therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. Do, therefore, this that we say to thee. 
we have four men which have a vow on them. Them take and purify thyself with them and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing. But thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. Paul's third missionary journey came to an end with his arrival in Jerusalem. Paul spent some time fellowshipping with the Jerusalem church and its pastors. He also reported on the great things God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. He told how people were saved and baptized and how churches were established throughout the Roman world. Great rejoicing and glorifying God was abundant. Paul also delivered the offering for the saints in Jerusalem at this time, Acts chapter 24, verse 17. This was very important to him because he hoped it would help relations between Jew and Gentile Christians. Starting at verse 20 in chapter 21, there seemed to be some problems. There was great rejoicing over the myriad of Jews being saved, but why no rejoicing over Gentiles who had been saved? What does it mean that they are zealous of the law? Verse 20. Why have Paul go through all these temple rituals to appease the larger Jewish population? We find out that Paul was being greatly slandered in Jerusalem. Some were saying that Paul taught the Jews to forsake Moses, not to circumcise their children, and not to walk according to the customs of the Jews. Acts chapter 21 verse 21. Is this true? It is partly true. Paul did not teach that Jews should forsake the law, but he did teach that the old covenant of the law had been fulfilled and replaced by the new covenant in Jesus Christ. See Romans and Galatians. What about circumcision? Paul had Timothy circumcised, Acts chapter 16 and verse 3, but not Titus, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 3. But if we are talking about mandating circumcision and keeping the law for salvation, then Paul adamantly opposed this. What about the Jewish customs? Paul did teach the Corinthian church to uphold the customs of Jewish dress and outward appearance. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 2 through 16. Later Paul would say that he had done nothing against the customs of the fathers. Acts chapter 28 and verse 17. But if the idea here is that somehow the Jewish customs made the Jews superior to the Gentiles, Paul again would adamantly oppose this. Then we must ask who this multitude in verse 22 was. I do not think it was the Jerusalem church because the Greek word ekklesia, usually translated church, is not used here. I rather think it is the larger Jewish population in Jerusalem that would be gathered at the temple. So why should they meet? And what were the Jewish church elders worried about? Why should the leaders of the Jerusalem church be concerned with what the larger Jewish population thought about these issues. Granted, when Paul left Corinth toward the end of his second missionary journey, he shaved his head to complete a Nazarite vow that he had taken, Acts chapter 18 and verse 18. Seemingly, the four men of Acts chapter 21 verses 23 and 24 had taken the same vow. 
but why so much effort to convince the Jews in Jerusalem that Paul walked orderly and kept the law? To me, this is a bunch of Jewish nonsense, or worse, Jewish legalism. And yes, it was among the Jerusalem church. Of all the questions I have about this passage, the one that stands out is why did Paul do what these men advised? My only answer is that Paul was trying hard to preserve his fellowship with the Jerusalem church and its leaders. And we know that Paul became all things to all men that he might by all means save some. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 22. Maybe Paul adapted to Jewish expectations so that he might have the opportunity to witness to them. Did he have to do this? Was it required by God? No. But he put his own preferences aside in order to preserve his fellowship with other believers and witness among unbelievers. It is just an odd passage that tells us that the Jewish Christians were still struggling to give up some of their traditions and make everything about Christ. It reminds us that we too may have hang-ups based on our traditions and customs. We need to be reminded that if it is not mandated in the Bible, then we cannot mandate it upon others. Our cultural expectations do not equal biblical truth. Can you identify cultural hang-ups that we struggle with today? Number two, at the temple. Acts chapter 21, verses 26 through 29. Then Paul took the men and the next day purified himself with them, entering into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews which were in, of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple, and hath polluted this holy place. For they had seen before with him in the city Trophimus and Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. So Paul agreed to make concessions for the Jews at the temple. The purification that Paul went through was one that Jews were required to go through when, when having been among the Gentiles for an extended period of time. Much of what we read in this passage is less about what the Old Testament law requires and more about the traditions of the Jewish people. How did it turn out for Paul? Some Jews from Asia stirred up a riot among the Jews. These men were likely ones that Paul had encountered in the riot in Ephesus in Acts chapter 19 because they recognized Trophimus of Ephesus whom they thought Paul had taken into the temple. Paul would later deny all these accusations saying that he was at the temple to worship Acts chapter 24 verses 11 through 13. Paul had done nothing contrary to the law or the customs of the Jews. Reading this passage reminds me of how the Jews treated our Lord Jesus Christ at his trial. Both Jesus and Paul were arrested on a holy day. The Lord was arrested at Passover and Paul likely at Pentecost. When the Jews should have been worshiping, they were trying to kill innocent men. Both Jesus and Paul were falsely accused. The Lord was eventually crucified and Paul was almost killed. As the Lord said, 
If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. John chapter 15 and verse 20. When we are serving the Lord and proclaiming his gospel, we can expect the unbelieving world to persecute us. No amount of concession will please those who are against the truth. The only thing that will please the persecutors is for us to completely deny the Lord and forsake our obedience to him. And that is not an option. Can you describe a time when you tried to compromise with unbelievers and it backfired on you? Number three, among the mob. Acts chapter 21, verses 30 through 32. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. And as they went about to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band, that all Jerusalem was in an uproar, who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down unto them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left beating of Paul. What should have been a day of worship in Jerusalem turned out into an angry mob set on killing Paul. That all the city was moved, verse 30, describes a riot with a rush of people coming against Paul. They dragged him out of the temple and shut the door and began to beat him. Not unlike the mob scene in which Stephen was killed, Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60, Paul was in real danger of being killed. Paul's effort to adapt to Jewish expectations so that he might witness to them was met with severe violence. If not for the arrival of the chief captain and Roman soldiers, Paul would have been killed that day. Of course, that was all God's protecting of Paul, for God had future plans for him. God would later tell Paul, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Acts chapter 23 and verse 11. He would be a prisoner both in Jerusalem and in Rome, but this did not stop him from witnessing. Paul later said that his imprisonment worked to further the gospel and not hinder it. Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 through 14. And that even though he was bound in chains, the word of God was not bound. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 9. This tells us that no matter what difficulties or persecution we might face, nothing but our unwillingness can keep us from witnessing. Can you describe a time when you face persecution because of your witness? Setting the application. As Paul traveled through the Roman world witnessing for Jesus, two things were always constant. First, people were saved, and then others were persecuted. This is nothing unlike what we can expect today. When we get serious about sharing the gospel, we will see people saved, and we will encounter others who will reject us and maybe even want to hurt us. But nothing except our unwillingness can stop us from witnessing. The key for us is that we must commit, like Paul, to facing whatever dangers or troubles that might come in witnessing for Jesus. The Bible tells us many times that we will suffer persecution when we live for Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 3 and 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12, 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 12 and 13. So it is not that we should seek to avoid troubles, 
but instead we should resolve to face whatever danger lies ahead as we commit to witness for Jesus. When we see people saved, it will remind us that all the suffering is worth it. Are you willing to face difficulties and dangers to be a faithful witness for the Lord? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue studying Acts 15 through 28. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday school, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.